comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, co-host of the year, Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. How have you been, sir? Pretty good. Uh, good. Last time we got together, uh, we were talking about it. It's free comic book day, or it, it was free comic book day, depending on when this comes out. It will be. In a oh, couple it will weeks. be. I say it's not until August. August fourteenth, um, a Saturday. August, August fourteenth. Um, I I told you about this. I recently read one of your the many many comic books that you let me borrow, uh, and I was very much into it. Uh, Justice League Trinity War. Uh, now that is correct me if I'm wrong because it's been yes. a couple of years since I read. Uh-huh. That's one of the ones that I actually have read. Okay, uh, you've got the um, Justice League, correct? Justice like the JLA or Justice Society correct. of America, Justice and, League of America, yes. And Justice League Dark, yes. And they're all trying to prevent the powers of Pandora. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hot dog. Um, it's very, and, you know, it kind of ties up, like I said, last time we, we, we got together talking about like supporting your local comic book shop and, and how you have these stories out there. And that's absolutely true. Like if you don't want to wait for a movie to come out, like you can literally, like, I just, I just read a movie basically. Like I read, I read a, a, that, that, that Trinity war, that would have been several movies. That's, that's like an end game type of story. You know, especially like you have three, like you just said, three huge groups coming together. It's an event. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's and and I kind of got to the point where, and and I don't, you know, I I still obviously support uh, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Mm -hmm. Illinois. That that's my comic shop of preference. Uh, So I'm 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 there for them, Um, but I haven't been getting as many. Well, I don't get single issues anymore. Uh, I think we've talked about that as I was never reading them. They take up a ton of space. Yeah. Uh, so I've been pretty selective. But I w- was in there this past weekend, uh, and I was talking with Tim. And uh, I said, you know, I just – it's it's nothing against them, but I've kind of moved away from the capes and cowls. You know, like I haven't yeah. I haven't done as much uh, like the big two, the Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. I picked up uh, uh, issue three of Berserker, the okay. Keanu Reeves, Matt Kindred. In fact, I read it. Uh, earlier this evening while I was out by the grill, uh, and I picked up volumes two and three of Die. So okay, here's okay. volume, this one's three, uh, because I actually started, I'm a couple pages into volume two. Um, and I finished volume one. We can talk about that here uh, later on or, or maybe sooner if we get into it. Um, and again, that was a recommendation from, you know, the, the worker there at Twilight. It's, it's, you know, without like movie stores, like movie rental places, you know, uh, I really do think that comic book stores are the only place left where the employee sees the client, you know, sees the customer frequently enough. They start to see, oh, okay. And, and a lot of it's automated and, and, you know, archived with, you know, they can, I can say, do I? And I have, I've asked whoever's working, uh, whoever's clerking, I said, do I have, did I buy issue da da da? Like, 
Yeah. It's okay because I, I forgot. Um, right. But, you know, so they can see my history, but they also see me, you know, all the time. I interact with Tim quite a bit on, on Facebook and, and Brian as well. Um, you know, Rhiannon, I talk with her when and Mark, you know, respectively when I'm in the store. But it's like the only place where, like, you're getting a personally curated uh, shopping experience. You know, like I said, movie store, used to get that at, at a family video uh, years ago. It's like... Oh, what do you have this week? What do you think I like? Right. And again, they've seen, they knew the crap that I was, <laughs> not crap, you know, sometimes crap, but you know, they knew the stuff I was renting. Uh, so similarly at, at Twilight and, and I'm sure it's other local comic shops as well, brick and mortars. Um, but you, you develop relationships. And so when Rhiannon suggested, uh, die volume one, she said, do you like, like role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons? I said, I don't play them, but I, mm-hmm. she's like, well, check this out. It's, it's, you know, fantasy with that, you know, it's a fantasy comic with that type of, uh, RPG connection. So I got it. I started reading and I told you, um, <laughs> jokes on me, but I said, I'm going to breeze through this. It's really interesting content. And then three months later, I was finishing it. <laughs> um, but it is, it's really interesting. Like it's, if, if Jumanji, uh, the, the, the rock versions, the Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart versions where you get sucked into the game. If Jumanji met, uh, RPG Dungeons and Dragons, um, but with some really, like, it actually shows consequences. Like, nothing ever happens to the kids in the Jumanji movies. You know, they have a little fright. They return home all's well. Um, when in, spoiler, in the first volume of Die, one of the characters comes back, uh, without her right arm. And another character doesn't come back from the game. So right. there are, you know, stakes. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's tremendous storytelling and, and really fun art. I'm, like I said, I'm a few pages into volume two. I just had a little time, uh, waiting for the old bacon wrapped pork tenderloin mm. on the grill tonight. Uh, so I just got into it and, and, uh, and then the pork tenderloin burned. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. It was, it was edible. Um, but you know, I, I will get sucked in, you know, much like the characters got sucked into their version of Dungeons and Dragons. I got sucked into the story. Um, but I wouldn't not, I've, I would have never come across Die without someone like Rhiannon, uh, at Twilight Comics or, or someone like, and name any name who works at any local comic shop who mm-hmm. sees the same faces, you know, on a regular basis, just saying, I think you might like this. Awesome, you right? Know, th- there's no other place that that'll that does that for you anymore. Yeah, and especially um, like I, you, you mentioned, you don't really like the Cape and Cowl stuff or the Big Two stuff anymore. I, I do still because I haven't read that many stories, or I, I know there's still tons of stories out there. But uh, every once in a while, like if I've, I'll go DC, DC, Marvel, and I'll go. You know what? I'm kind of tired of this. Let me. And then so from your your stack that you let me borrow, I'll pick a non Marvel DC one. But with uh, Trinity War, uh, it, first of all, it, it, the way it ended, I went, oh, man, I need to go get that next. Uh, and I actually looked it up online to see what it was, and it was called Forever Evil, which, by the way, I don't have, so it must be at your place. All right, but I'll, I I'll almost went to I almost went to Twilight Comics just to be like, <laughs> I just need it. Um, but it also led me to uh, The Question, which is the books you, I do have. One through um, four, right? One through four, yeah. Perfect. Because the question was a part of um, the uh, Trinity War. He had made like a little cameo or whatever. 
Uh, but then also, like, I, as I'm reading it, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of interested in, like, Dead Man's, you know, tale and what's he about. Right. Or, I mean, you can pick whatever character you want. You could, uh, you know, I, I want to be curious. And then you, I, I know I could go to Twilight Comics and just be like, hey, what's a dead good Dead Man comic? Or, you know, Dead Man, you know, graphic novel or whatever. And, and so that, that and I love that you say that, mm-hmm. um, it, it puts because I, I've got so many comics that I want to share with you, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I also want you to go support Twilight Comics. So it's like, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I know upstairs I've got the forever evil uh, story. So I'll, I'll dig it out well, and find it for you. I, I, I understand why you go to get more comics, even though you have so many comics that you haven't read at your, cause I, that's, that's all, honestly the only <laughs> thing that's stopping me from going to Twilight Comics and it was because I'm like, I have a little like a box full of comics I haven't read yet. Sorry about that. Um, but <laughs> no, no, I understand. Uh, but I, I probably will still at some point in time go there to pick, like I said, pick up some Dead Man comics. Um, even like now, I so I started reading the question and I always kind of like glance at who the writer is, you know, and it's uh, Jeff Lemire or Lemire, mm-hmm. however you pronounce his name. And I was like, that sounds so familiar. And I look it up, and he was the one who did Sweet Tooth, which I haven't read, but I liked the the Netflix series. So I'm like, okay, I, I kind of, I think I liked it. And then also uh, Justice League Dark. Yep. Uh, yeah, you, uh, let me borrow two books there. And he was the writer on them. So now I know, you, you kind of get to know what writers you like, what artists you like, and you can go from there and go. Because I mean, if it was something like, not that I don't know if, what he, he would do it, but let's say I did go in and I saw something like die on the stands. Not, I know, I know nothing about it, but I see it's, you know, written by Jeff Lemire or whoever. And I go, Oh, I like that person. Yeah. That's going to make me want to get it more. Absolutely. Make it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that's why writing on comics is so important mm-hmm. because, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this and I'll fully admit it, but comics are a visual medium, you know, oh, yeah. um, I was actually, you know, we, we bring up that show all the time, but I was listening to a fat man beyond today and Kevin's like, you know, I, I, I can read like other things. I, I can read books, but I like to read comic books because it's like a movie in my hands. I mean, to the yeah. point that you made just uh, a few moments ago, he's like, you know, you get, you get the words and the photos or words and not photos, but words in the pictures. Uh, so because of that, you know, you've got to have a tremendous cover, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of things can be lost on a, bad cover or or a misunderstood cover. Um, Mm -hmm. But if, you know, and now, you know, like with Jeff Lemire, that is a name that, you know, that's a writer that you really like, you know, for me. And I know he's uh, come under some fire in in the last couple of years since like the justice league stuff. Like I was a big Jeff Johns fan and probably, you know, still am to, to an extent, uh, at least from his comic writing. Um, So, like if I or, or a, maybe a better uh, example would be Brad Meltzer, uh, you know that's why I, I I went out of my way to get those uh, JLA Brad Meltzer books um, because I came across him I think on the History Channel you know uh, and then was reading his novels found out he did uh, Identity Crisis loved that and went and got Lightning Saga and. Tornado's path or something like that works for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, so 
you when you have familiarity with the author with the writer you can that might make up for a little bit of like lack of cover appeal yeah but if you're if you're going in cold if you've if you've only gone into you know your local comic book shop on free comic book day and you've picked out your three free ones and you're just scanning the shelves a really popping cover can can really grab somebody's attention mm-hmm. in fact it was you know we haven't talked about it in a while because the show got postponed the second season got postponed because of covid and stuff but lock and key it oh, was yeah, yeah. the last i think it was 2019 when i was in there uh uh, Twilight Comics for free comic book day, and I'm waiting in line doing my due diligence, not using my Nerd United cred to you know skip the line. Uh, and I just happened to be standing there by the rack, and it was might have been Tim's pick or Mark's pick or somebody's pick, but they had like the lock and key, the very like the full compendiums. You know, it's like right. twenty something issues per book, three books. However, you know, I mean, these were yeah. very nice, like leather-bound, hard co- hardcover books, which I don't usually go for, but they looked so nice that I just know that when I get them back from best friend of the show, Josh, eventually someday, maybe, uh, <laughs> that they'll look really nice on a shelf I don't have yet. Uh, so, um, but, you know, they, again, they capture my uh, imagination or my attention first. My imagination as I'm looking through, like, the, the back, you know, the little uh, story summary they give you. And I I asked, are these three volumes, those the full three volumes? Yep, that's it. Done. You know, then yeah. I had the whole story there and I didn't have to wait for like, you know, six months or a year from now, things like that for, for the next one. So what I did with Die um, was I picked up volumes two and three uh, when I was there uh, last weekend. And I asked Tim, I said, there are more? He's like, uh, there are a couple more issues of, of what will be volume four to come out to complete the story. Tim says three to four months, volume four will be available as a trade. So, yeah, there's no way I could buy single issues. I don't have the patience for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> even, even like uh, a lot of the stories that I'll read, like you said, it'll be a, a complete volume, which let's say it's, you know, five issues or whatever. Right. But you, know, you can kind of tell because it'll, it'll show the cover what the issue, what issue is. And I'll I'll read be reading these, and I'll be thinking like I would I would have had to wait you know x amount of weeks or whatever to get this. I just read it now, you know. Um, And also like it's I like having a I like knowing like this is a complete story. Yeah, you know, Uh, rather than pick up a single issue and oh wait I have to read three before this, and then even after I read this one I still have to wait six weeks before you know no I I volumes and and so i think kind of for that reason of getting in on some of these like third you know like not big two publishers Mm -hmm. makes it a little bit easier you know like that run of huck that that i have that we were you know that was eight issues um there's another one klaus that grant morrison did uh or claus yeah yeah like a a very rustic version of santa claus and and that Mm -hmm. was I think it's supposed to be six, then it became seven, then it became eight, and they do like one a year, kind of like update <laughs> type of thing, you know, something seasonal, which is nice. Um, but, you know, th- they're easier jump in and jump off points. Yeah. You know, even, oddly enough, like I've got most of the run of Invincible, um, and it's 18, 20 books. I got them from the, thankfully, 
I got them from the uh, like the used. Uh, oh, what? I'm trying to think of the word. Um, it, it was the used section, but it was the uh, clearance. It, it okay. was clearance. So I got them like three bucks a piece, you okay. know, which was a hell of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like if I wanted to read all of Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't have enough days left in my life to read all yeah. of Batman. Uh, so when something like a New Fifty Two happened, which was about when I jumped on, um, mm-hmm. a little bit before that, which was uh, Blackest Night uh, series, you know, Jeff Johns again, uh, yeah. but the Green Lantern, Blackest Night, then um, Whitest Day. I can't remember Brightest Day, not Whitest. Um, but <laughs> uh and and the the flashpoint uh yeah w- uh, which was kind of the the actual reset but uh, you know 09 and I'm like okay well I can I can get on board with you know dark knight number 1 or you know Bat- batman number 1 action comics number 1 green lantern number 1 every it hit the reset for me so I didn't necessarily have to have all that you know familiar like, I didn't have to know every point of the story and I knew, of course, enough of Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman. You know, um, what was fun for me was, as you mentioned, Jeff Lemire's. I got in on some of the stuff that I I wouldn't have been familiar with, like the uh, um, Justice League Dark. You know, I, oh I, yeah, I got into uh, so that again allowed an easy access point for characters that I wasn't as familiar with. So. Yeah, Justice League Dark, that's another one. After, after I finish question, the question, uh, books one through four, I'll probably go on to the Justice League Dark because I was so interested in Constantine uh, with Trinity War. I'm like, he's the best part of this. Did you see the Constantine uh, show on NBC back in the day? No. Um, I think he's I, always, like I think I would, too, because I liked him in um, Legends of Tomorrow. Right. And it's the same guy. Same guy, which is a, a very nice, you know, like they didn't have to do that, but I'm glad that they did. Um, and you, folks, we, we have a real serious topic we're going to get to eventually. <laughs> um, but it's actually fun to just talk comics. You yes. know, cause I, I feel like with everything, with all the uh, adaptations and things like that that we have in the world right now, we don't get an opportunity to just sit and talk comics as much as, as we used to. So um, thanks, Mike, for... Uh, for letting us have a, a little comic chat at That's the beginning, right. but I'll have to look and see if you can find Constantine on like the CW app or I HBO just Max. I just looked. Okay, uh, not no. there. Uh, I bet Peacock maybe. I wonder if it'd be on Peacock. No, only thing it's on is YouTube for a dollar ninety nine. I don't know if that's dollar ninety nine an episode or a season. Oh, it's an episode for sure. Yeah, or if it maybe like uh, iTunes or something like that. No, because so if I Google uh, whatever show, it'll sh- tell me what it's on. Like, oh, it'll okay. be like Hulu, you know, HBO Max, whatever. Now, someone was HBO, HBO Max, but no, it is not. I did that a couple weeks ago. We'll, we'll get to our topic, but mm-hmm. we might talk about this at another time. I was really curious because there's been a lot of buzz, a lot of conversation, a lot of uh, talk about the insanity that is F9. The, okay. the fast saga, you know, like where apparently, yep. allegedly, I haven't seen the movie, but allegedly, like uh, a a car gets like attached space. to a rocket, goes into space, and yes. you're still steering it with the steering wheel. Yes, uh, yes, it's real. I've, so, seen, I've seen the clip. I haven't seen the clip. 
Um, but I, I was really kind of like, I think the only I had seen, like I, I had probably at one point owned Fast and the Furious, like the original movie from 2001. Yeah. I think I saw number three. No, not number three, number four. Um, but I'd not seen any of the rest of them. So I went, I went on a little investigation, like where can I find the fantastic, the, fan, the, the fantastic fa- four, the yes. fantastic Fast and the Furious movies. So I spent the better part of the last week watching uh, Fast and Furious, uh, okay. uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. No offense, uh, I skipped Tokyo Drift, number three. But I watched uh, Fast and Furious 4, which I'm probably not even saying the names right, Fast 5, and Fast 6. I actually paid to rent Fast or F6 for $3.99 on Amazon Prime. So I will get to 7, 8, and eventually 9. Um, I I don't know what just what like what drew me to I don't know, but I'm I'm enjoying the ride. They're fun movies. We yes, oh, so we'll do another we'll do a different podcast. Uh, I'll I'll try and watch as much Fast and Furious as I can stomach. Um, <laughs> and we'll we can talk about them. Okay. Uh, well, let's get uh, talking about what we're really here to talk about, Mike. Yes. Space Jam 2, New Legacy. I watched it, actually. So did so. I. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, uh, it was Saturday night. Uh, we put on HBO Max, uh, yeah. where it's on there for free. We watched mm-hmm. Space Jam uh, and Space Jam 2. Started them like 6.30 or 7. Uh, it had to, be, had to be, honestly, after 7, because it was after 10 when, when the LeBron movie ended. And... I'll be honest with you, like I I enjoy the OG Space Jam. Mm-hmm. You know, it was I was twelve when it came out. You know, no, right? Was it ninety four ninety six? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was at, you know twelve or fourteen, depending on what year it was. Uh, and I want to say it was four. Uh, it was ninety six. But I I really went in with kind of a negative attitude about the new Space Jam because I don't like LeBron. Uh, I think he's a perfectly rated basketball player who's never going to be Michael J- uh, Jordan. Um, okay. I, but he's been getting hype and buzz since before he graduated high school. I actually saw a documentary on him. I think it was on HBO Max uh, about like you know the his youth sports and in his high school career and ended up being you know being drafted first, of course. Um, but I I just. I don't care for the guy. I think he's kind of a douche. Um, so I didn't go in with high expectations and I could say that my expectations were met and exceeded. Uh, it was better than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know much about LeBron James except that he plays basketball and he's apparently really good. Um, but I, I seem kind of same as you a Saturday night. Uh, well, actually I was, I was sitting there. Dean was here and Nolan, of course, and I just saw it on HBO Max. I'm like, oh, just turn this on. And I paid attention to it. I think they kind of paid attention to it. They were also on their video games. So went back and forth. But I was, it, yeah, it was like, okay, this is decent. Nothing. I mean, I've heard horrible things about it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. It is what it is. Like, it wasn't like, oh my, like, I'm going to be calling you up and like, Greg, you have to see. Right. You got to watch Space Jam The New Legacy right now, which is like, okay, something new on a Saturday night. That's about how, how I looked yeah. at it as well. Yeah. Um, and 
it's funny because I know how you watch HBO Max, <laughs> and I was trying to uh, help somebody else uh, figure out how to watch HBO Max oh. because uh, her boys had a uh, Toon Squad themed birthday party earlier okay. in the day. So I was like, you know, and and they're they're like bookend ages of of my oldest, so I was like seven and four or six and three or something like that, you know, so they're all right around in the age. I said, Hey, y'all like the space jam. Let me see if I can't hook you up with some space jam <laughs> as a, as my happy birthday, you know, as my present to them. Right. It ended up not working Saturday night. I think they got it to work on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'll say this. I feel like the two things. One, like this was in my opinion, a LeBron James vanity project where it's, yeah. you know, like the, all the, all, all the opening credits are his career. It's like, yeah. you know, like I feel like Michael Jordan's space jam wasn't quite as on the nose, but I'm sure somebody out there will dispute that. I also feel like LeBron's motives were a little more noble than Jordan's. Cause, uh, he was like trying to save his, Son, save his family, yeah. things like that. Whereas Jordan was like, "Well, I got to make sure the Looney Tunes don't get, don't get stuck on Moron Mountain, and also <laughs> I got to get my buddy's basketball skills back to them." Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so, like, I thought LeBron's motives were uh, again more noble. Um, but I, I again, my nostalgia bias being mm-hmm. what it is, I still prefer the Jordan one. Um, they they went all over the Warner Brothers. Uh, catalog though, didn't they? Whew. Yeah, like having Pennywise in the crowd. I don't yeah. know that. That was kind of weird in weird. a kids movie. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just the way, and I haven't, I haven't seen the original Space Jam probably in twenty years. It's on HBO uh, Max. I, I, I probably will check it out. Uh, but as far as the game goes and New Legacy, it was like kind of impossible to know if you're going to win or not because you could get one point. Or you could get a thousand points. Yeah, depending on the style of it. It was, it, it was like NBA Jam on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the power ups and things like that. So, um, all right. So anyway, I know you know people are poo pooing it because again they're taking a concept that uh, is very familiar to them or very beloved or however they want to in in their. Putting somebody who's perhaps not as well liked uh, in in LeBron James, it is what it is. Again, I'm no LeBron fan. Uh, in fact, I've been called a LeBron hater. It is what it is. Uh, that being said, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I, yeah. I, no no qualms. The real reason we're here, Mike. Forty minutes later, <laughs> give or take. GI Joe: Rise of Cobra <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to Nerds United. Oh, uh, Loki. Yes, the series season uh, finale and the season in total. Yes, uh, I watched the episode last week. I had the time. My oldest was homesick, uh, so I had a lot of time. That's why I was watching so many Fast and Furious movies. He was downstairs watching cartoons. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, son. I cannot take all that whatever BS you watch. Understandable. So, uh, what did you think of Loki as a whole? I liked it. Okay. I feel like, and and again, my catch hell for this. 
I still feel like WandaVision's my favorite of of the trio that we got kind of the first okay. half or whatever of the year. Okay. And then uh Falcon slash uh Captain American Winter Soldier and Loki, but it's like very thin margins. I think what I liked uh, most about WandaVision is the the early episodes were like you had to pay attention but they were digestible cuz they had that that classic TV format to them. You know, some of those yeah. old tropes, some of that, you know, kind of vintage humor, some sight gags, things like that. Uh, but as the series involved and they started incorporating more of, you know, like what's actually happening outside of the hex, you know, mm-hmm. it, then it became really engaging. And you had uh, um, uh, Monica Rambo, you know, going back into the hex. You had uh, Vision kind of becoming aware. You had Wanda losing a little bit of control. Uh, you had Agatha, who apparently was behind it all along. Uh, you, you had you had all of these moving parts that really um, lifted and, and elevated the series in total. Uh, for Captain America, you know Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, you had you know two guys coping with, I think identity. You know, mm-hmm. um, you had uh, Falcon who didn't want to be Captain America. He's like, I know he gave it to me, but. I don't feel worthy. You know, it, it's like, it's kind of like the anti, you know, Mjolnir. It's like, you, right. you were given the yeah. gift, but you don't see it in yourself. And and so you had, you had Falcon really coming to terms with who he is and the kind of hero that he can be. And then you, you throughout the story, you, you have his, you know, his kind of love hate relationship in a weird way with, uh, with Bucky, yeah. Uh, you also have the dynamic that he had as far as being a black man in the United States and, and, oh, they'll never, you know, let a black man, you know, hold that shield. Um, and you had like the, the quote unquote freedom fighters and, and everything. Uh, and he's, he's balancing it all. And I think, uh, he did that, that series or season, I don't know if there are more, um, you had Sam being like a complete character. You know, he's like, I, I am a black man. I can carry the shield. Um, you know, I, I can be Captain America. Uh, and we know that while I sympathize with these extremists, these radicals, there are better ways to do it rather than like trying to blow shit up. Uh, right. So you had, I, I feel like Falcon really came into his own as a character uh, to be to become as well-rounded as possibly he he's ever been uh for loki you didn't get like the all the god of mischief and like that kind of smarmy you know uh and it's happened very early you know as soon as he Mm -hmm. saw the life that he lived you know before he took himself out of out of the sacred timeline yeah uh you know he saw all the uh repercussions of his actions you really saw a more somber like version of Loki, and and I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. um, that was the Loki. I think we we loved the Loki uh, that we had. You know, early on, you know, who was bold and you know, like made appearances at Comic Con, and he was burdened by glorious mm-hmm. purpose and things like that. Um, but as Loki got on, especially after like Dark World, when you know the the Ragnarok version uh, of Loki, who's really you know like been at his lowest and has risen up to be able to stand side by side with Thor and 
you know, unfortunately, you know, die at the hands of Thanos. Um, you know, but but like very sacrificial, very noble death. You saw that Loki come out, uh, and it, along the way, he meets you know versions of himself that are perhaps a little better, perhaps a little worse. Um, every every Loki that he came in contact with again helped, and I apologize for using the phrase again, but it helped like make him more well rounded. Uh, to where, uh, you know, it's the very end. He's seeing big picture things. He's not like looking like small at like, I'm going to be the ruler of Asgard, which by itself is a pretty damn big thing. You know, look what Odin did for millennia. But when you see the entire picture of what's going to happen, uh, with the, uh, he who remains, you know, if, if he gets killed, you know, <laughs> unleashing the multiverse, things like that. Um, you saw a, a character who wanted to do the right thing, wasn't sure how to do that, and then at the end got kind of eliminated from making that choice. Yeah, choice. Um, the character herself took took leaps and bounds. I don't know where he's going to go further in MCU, except of course, you know, we, we know we're getting a second season. Um, I liked the relationships that he had along the way with uh, with, with Sylvie, with Mobius. Uh, you know, the fun kind of, uh, fun-ish episode where he had met all the variant Lokis and things like that, you know? So, um, it, it was fun. Uh, it's just, again, razor's edge from 1A, 1B, 1C for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, obviously. Uh, but I, last episode, I'm watching it. As I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, and I think I mentioned maybe on the podcast before, that in these... MCU Disney Plus shows, we're not going to get any kind of big reveal. Right, it's just not because they they don't they know more people are going to go to see the movies than than watch the digital show, so they're not going to waste. So we're not going to get a new Wolverine on here, or we're not going to get you know Reed Richards showing up. And I'm fine with that. That that doesn't make it bad. But, but we as did I'm get finally it, Mephisto. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get a Mephisto. Oh. Uh, uh, as I'm watching it, then all of a sudden. Jonathan Major shows up as well. He who remains, but basically a version of Kang the Conqueror, which I had never read a, a comic book with Kang the Conqueror. I know who he is, but I, so I'm like, oh, that's not what I expected from this at so all. My only experience with Kang the Conqueror is Secret Wars, but there's so okay. much going on in Secret Wars that it's. I'll be honest with you, having read it, I couldn't tell you much about what it's about, except that Spider-Man uh, gets the symbiote and ends yeah. up with a black suit. That's that's my takeaway from Secret Wars. And again, here come the hate comments. Yeah, yeah. Let it flow through me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, like I said, I just, I've seen pictures of King of the Conqueror and, you know, little Wikipedia articles and stuff. But I, I'm like, oh, that's I. That's not how I would play him at all. I would play him more of as like a Thanos type of, you know, ruler and stuff. But I love Jonathan Majors. Oh god, so good. And also, this isn't necessarily King the Conqueror. It's a, like I just said, it's a version of King. It's a variant, the Conqueror. yeah. It's a variant of King the Conqueror. So the next time we see King the Conqueror, which would, it's the next time we're supposed to see him for sure is in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, I hope we see him before that because Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't come till 2023, I think. Uh, so Whoa. that's a lot. I'm, I'm hoping it at least makes an appearance 
and you know Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, or Spider Man: No Way Home. Yeah, we were talking about that because mm-hmm. you have a lot yeah. of, uh, and again, he doesn't. If they do a slow roll, you know, from here on out, kind of like what they yeah. did with Thanos, you know, where it's end credit, it's glimpses, it's nods, but nothing, you know, like no, no. Kang the Conqueror manifestos, you know, right. things like that. Um, but yeah, Multiverse of Madness, it's right there. No Way Home, you already know you're getting, you know, the Tom Holland universe, like the MCU universe, which we all know and love. You're getting elements of the Raimi verse, uh, and the amazing verse. Possibly. <laughs> um, allegedly. Well, you, you get Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's true. That's true. He is confirmed. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah. So, but you have, you can have like a, a King the Conqueror in the background, deep, like, you know, pulling strings, mm-hmm. you know, um, again, no big reveals, no big actions against any of our protagonists, just, huh, I didn't know they had it in them type of things, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and you know, Jonathan Majors was so good and I feel so bad that, uh, his other big project is no more Lovecraft country only yeah. uh, they, they uh, halted any notions of a second season, which is a, a shame. If you have HBO max mm-hmm. and you haven't seen Lovecraft country folks, uh, you're missing out. Watch yeah. Lovecraft country. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It is uh, crazy at times. Yes. It is uh, bloody uh, to say the least. There, there's a pretty high gore factor and some, and uh, some disturbing imagery. Uh, but if you get past all that, it's a really, I mean, Jonathan Majors is just, he's tremendous. I got to find out more what that guy's into. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say as far as Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, watch the first episode and the first episode will tell you everything, whether you're either going to watch the first episode and watch it all the way through all right, 45 right. minutes, hour, of whatever it is, you're either going to go, okay, this isn't for me. And you're stupid if that's true. Uh, or you'll go, oh my God, yes, I want to see the next episode. Yeah. And then, and then you'll. The most like white knuckle, mm-hmm. uh, cop chase at 20 miles an hour you'll yeah. ever find. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Loki, I mean, the, the show overall, that episode was great. I like that it kind of, I like that all of this kind of took place outside of time, you know, time yeah. and space. Uh, so I, the fact that, this last episode kind of took it to another level. You know, it's like he's outside of, outside of time and space. Mm-hmm. Where the hell is that? Um, the fact that you had like Miss Minutes, who's like secretly like on the dude's payroll the entire time was pretty ingenious. Uh, of course, voiced by the incredible Tara Strong. Uh, you know, very few vo- voice talents like her. Um, and so, you know, just a, a tremendous character, uh, you know, and, and addition. I mean, I felt like, and tell me if I'm wrong, like when Miss Minutes is on there and you think it's a little cutesy, mm-hmm. you know, clock type of, uh, a character, it's, it's a little bit like, uh, the, the, uh, DNA strand from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. The, the little cartoon that helps walk you through the world, but that character enhances everything when they're on screen. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Uh, that, we we spent a lot of time not talking about Loki before the <laughs> Loki know. episode, uh, and I don't know anything else that you you had really about Loki. No. I mean, no, I was I, I, I'm kind of opposite with you as far as what MCU shows I liked. Um, I, I mean, I liked them all, 
But for me, like Loki was the only one that I liked from first episode to last. Okay. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier, I I remember liking it, but I don't really remember how it starts. Well, I guess I, I kind of do now that I've been thinking about it. But I know it kind of got it, it was got a little bit more political and stuff, um, which is understandable. Um, and then WandaVision, I remember not liking the first episode because yes, it's, it's a very, it's TV. It would be fine if I, if I, if I didn't think it was WandaVision and I was just watching, you know, a 1950s TV show, then okay, it's fine. But I know it's WandaVision. I know it's MCU and I'm watching it and I'm going, okay, something's going to happen. Something uh, there's got to be a, cause there's going to be a twist or something. And then nothing. They had a very, very brief moment of, you know, in in the first episode of WandaVision where they're like, you know, basically, where did we come from or something like that? But out of 23 minutes, you had 22 minutes and 30 seconds of just regular TV show. Well, there was and when I, the guy was choking and Vision had to save him. He had to use some of his powers to save him. So 22 minutes then, you know, there, there wasn't much. Now, granted, that was the first two episodes. Later on, when more stuff gets revealed and you learn more about uh, um, uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch and why she's called the Scarlet Witch, of course, then it gets better. And to where I'm like, okay, I could see, you know, Scarlet Witch maybe being the next villain because she can do a lot of crazy shit. Uh, but it didn't start off good um, it, to me. Uh, it, Loki, though, I think it started off really good. Um, and ended to where I'm like, oh, now it's the multiverse. That's, yeah. that's going to be the the new thing, which also is crazy to think about because I think even Kevin Feige mentioned this at some uh, interview that I was watching of him. And just to think like in the beginning, just think about the Avengers movie was was hard for some people to grasp. Like, wait, you're going to have superhero all these superheroes right. on one team? Yeah. And then go further from that, going into space was... Something that you're, well, you're going to have this whole movie in space. That how, how is you know? And now we're talking about different timelines and multiverse, and we might we might allegedly have different versions of Spider-Man come yeah, in. Right. And, yeah, it's it's crazy in, in a good way to see how far they've come. And and to kind of back up a little bit on what you mentioned uh, about how the last episode of of uh, Loki, you weren't expecting any tie-ins to anything coming. No. Um, but going back to our last episode where we talked about Black Widow and you had that post uh credit scene where they key up uh you know tee up uh, the Hawkeye series. Yeah. I think because I mean it's not you, you know you're getting away from Agents of Shield, you you've gotten right. gotten away from like the Netflix Marvel stuff. So there's just full um fully in sync here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they're going to be bouncing a lot of things. Cause we had WandaVision that, you know, kind of, uh, looked like we're getting to the next step. Of, and they might have even said you'll see more of Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange, Multiversal Manager. You know, she, you had her in the astral projection and, uh, you know, reading the book she's not supposed to be reading allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to be seeing, you know, it's all under the house of mouse. So everything's, mm-hmm. all these parts are movable. We'll see you know, back and forth quite a bit going forward, I think. Yeah. So, all right, Mike, anything else? Nope. Nope. Cause you're like, 
Time for the gym. Time for the gym. It is 11.15. Mm-hmm. Mike's like, I got to go to the gym. Yes. Got to um, make it before before midnight. So still that, announces today. Is that what? Oh, <laughs> I've got a workout to do uh, yet tonight, but I think I'm going to punt to tomorrow and uh, get one of these episodes out for the good people who've been waiting. So, because yes. we care, folks, we care. Yes. Uh, that is it for this episode of Nerds United. Uh, thanks, as always, to Mike for delaying his gym time just a little bit so that we could do something we haven't done in a while, and that was talk to the good people uh, and you know, each other. I would talk to yeah, each other. Yeah, also true. <laughs> uh, uh, so, for the host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm the host with the most, oh, Greg Mahachko. <laughs> that kind of rhymes on the back end, too. Uh, and we remind you this week and every week to be kind. And rewinds. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.